0: at the moment that I wanted to uh, tell you about um, in case anybody would like to participate or has information that they would like us to uh, follow up and investigate Uh, um, so the first one is a film that I'm hoping we can make uh, palatable and digestible enough for RT to broadcast as an hour special and the second one is a a far more controversial one that's dealing with uh, banking corruption so uh, yeah um, If anybody wants to come and talk to me afterwards, they can. So just just very briefly, some some background. I actually got into this uh, because I'm a a lady myself. I've been representing myself in the High Court against a bank that won't do any deals, won't listen, they just want to take the house despite our uh, best efforts. That's kind of what got me into it. And again, as quite a few of the people in the room here already know, over the past few months I've been filming interviews and documenting the stories of people who are taking on and fighting the banks in court? And we all know there's a massive housing crisis. We also know that there's lots of people being evicted and facing eviction, but there's been very little attention given to the middle ground, what gets gets people from being homeowners to being homeless, and that is the court system, the legal system. And if I was to to slash Ken in the face with a bottle right now, Uh, The government would give me free legal aid, but if I want to challenge the bank's validity or their claim in terms of taking my home or my business, I've given absolutely no support whatsoever. So if it wasn't for the likes of Byron and Adrian the Hobbins and and many other people who are helping their litigants, uh, there would be literally no support. There's no legal aid. And I know, I realised that when I went into the court system that I was one of a huge number of people who are Going in to take on the banks who are using bail out money to put together A1 legal teams and barristers uh, against normal, everyday people with no legal uh, knowledge who have to go into court with the, the burden and anxiety of representing themselves, uh, which is nerve-wracking enough, uh, but also. And then have to try and uh, challenge these guys on points of law and quite often they, they fall down on technicalities. Anyway, I'm interested in talking to anybody who is facing or is currently fighting uh, the banks in, in the courts in, uh, at any stage of the process, whether they're beginning or whether they're already into uh, to the process. Uh, to get in touch with me, I'm going to be here for the next uh, till 5 o'clock filming outside and filming some short interviews with anybody who wants to sort of give us a sound bite, speak their mind about what, what, what they think. Uh, but you can get in touch with Byron at the Hub or Ken to get my details. My name is Dylan Owens, like Bob Dylan. Where is E N O W E N S. You'll find me on Facebook or, or, or Google on there. Uh, my email address is Dylan.Owens@icloud.com. Uh, so, so, uh, sorry. Out a there. So yeah, <laughs> iCloud.com. if anybody wants to get in contact with me, and I assure anybody that any any contact, I know that a lot of the people I'm already talking to, uh, it's a very, very sensitive subject. People have already been intimidated and are afraid to to uh, talk to me, and we're, we're, we're working with a few people. It's taken us while to, to build up trust, and I hope that we can continue to do that. But very briefly, the second documentary, and this is one that you're not going to see on TV, and it's probably going to end up on the internet, is... A, about banking corruption. It's, it's come to our attention from doing the interviews for the other documentary that a lot of people, individuals, and business owners have been the victims of crimes and fraud at the hands of the Irish uh, banking system. Uh, this can be it manifest itself in a number of different ways from just general sharp practice, heavy handed intimidation, falsification of documents and uh, using, I suppose, the, the weight of having uh, so-called reputable legal counsel and barristers to intimidate people into giving up their homes and businesses when legally they shouldn't be doing that. So particularly interested in hearing from anybody who has a story to tell. Again, you don't have to participate on camera. It could be just you're giving us information. We've already got a great response so far, and it's absolutely shocking the, the stuff the banks are doing and nobody's telling the story so I wanted to, uh, to do that in the film so as I said uh, if you're a lay or you know a lay and they would like to tell a story please contact me and if you know or are the victim of any uh, uh, crimes at the hands of the banks uh, let me know that too that's it okay thank you
1: thanks very much Dylan um, now, I know that our agenda is going to be slightly off, as is posted up there. Um, others really <coughs> wish to speak, they off also, everybody will get a, ch- a chance to speak. But first of all, you are all very welcome Thanks. here today to this meeting, and thank you for coming to this meeting here to discuss the mortgage eviction crisis that's happening and the many related deaths by suicide that have been happening uh, for years now, and they are only beginning to be spoken about. Now, we may not, or we may have some TDs here. I don't know. Do we have any TDs? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any county councillors from any county?
2: Yeah,
1: yet. I reckon we're four TDs. <laughs> I'm just counting on the air now.
3: Check
1: me out. <laughs> I sent out invites to 158 TDs the amount of TDs we have in the country unfortunately I only received 12 replies from these TDs and I will tell you who the TDs were Owen Green from Sinn Féin has another commitment Brian Stanley from Sinn Fein has another commitment but was sending along Councillor Tom Redmond on behalf of Sinn Fein. Dennis Nocton is out of the country. Brendan Griffin from fin- Fine Gael, um, his secretary will bring it to his attention. <laughs> Regina Doherty from Fine Gael has prior commitments. Eugene Murphy from Fine Gael in Roscommon will try to be there <clears throat> but wasn't too happy that uh, he was receiving that publicity. Uh, for not answering the email some fellow called Enda Kenny his secretary said that she would bring it to his attention Anne Rabbit from Fianna Fáil in Galway East has other arrangements but will try to rearrange Willie Penrose in Westmeath from Labour has a long standing commitment Bobby Aver to Fianna Fáil of Carroll Kilkenny has a prior engagement, Sean Crow Sinn Féin Dublin South West unable to attend the meeting and those are the only people that actually bothered to reply 158 emails went to these people inviting them the only email that was returned to me undelivered was from one of the Hedy Ray's down in, in County, I remember exactly which was, but that's the only email that was returned undelivered so the rest of them did receive them some of them have claimed that their email addresses are not working even six weeks after being elected Now, these are the emails that can be found on Oireachtas.ie. Anyway, it goes to show the contempt with which these elected officials hold us in. And it goes to show what they think of the 100,000 people who are officially in mortgage distress. Now, it has also been estimated by people (coughs) on the ground who are working with these people that there could be a further 200,000 families who are on the verge of going into mortgage distress. These are people who are actually going without some of the basic necessities of life in order to service their mortgages. In other words, they have nothing extra to spend every single week. That includes children. Now, if we just take it that there's three or four people on average per family, that means there are over a million people in this country affected by this huge and hidden crisis. This is surely the biggest crisis that has ever hit this country and it's not being spoken about. Now, I would also like to welcome some of the... um, There are some media people here as well and I thank them for being here because we do need (laughs) to bring And they deserve that round of applause because at least this is now... Being spoken about. We need it spoken about. It's the biggest crisis ever. We know that the homelessness problem is being spoken about. A desperate crisis in itself. But we must ensure that people realise that homelessness, even though homelessness and mortgage distress, stroke evictions, may lead to the same thing, they are two completely different things. Because people in mortgage distress Even if they do a deal with the bank, I don't know anyone that has really done a deal with the bank, but even if that what did happen, those people are going to be carrying around major debts on their necks, on their shoulders, for the rest of their lives. It's a debt that will never leave them. Now, we haven't even spoken about the small to medium um, farm owners or the small to medium business owners. Those people are now coming on these court lists as well. So we could be talking about half of the population of this island being affected by this problem it's not being spoken about and again we need the media to actually talk about this now today will not be a talking shop it's not supposed to be a talking shop because enough talking has been done um, and I know you probably going to say yourself that there's good enough talking up there for us all but anyway today we must discuss possible solutions and any action that we as the people of Ireland must take in order to alleviate the pain and suffering that has been imposed on hundreds of thousands of people, minimum hundreds of thousands of people, possibly millions of people in this country by two successive governments that have forced us to bail out the gambling banks and they've also forced us to to repay the gambling debts of bondholders developers and speculators as well and expecting us to be able to repay our mortgages as well that's just, just not sustainable anyway as I said we do have an agenda here and we want to keep closely enough to it because we want to leave the last part of today for open discussion where we can discuss possible solutions and possible action that we may have to take. Now, as you can see that there is no, unlike other meetings, there, is, there was no admittance fee here. Now, we did have to change the location because of the, the amount of people that were here. The room is actually costing 140 euros. We do have these two buckets here for anyone that actually wants to make a donation. There is nobody, absolutely nobody, you're you're not obliged to make any donation whatsoever. If we do have something left over, or or whatever's left over, will be donated to the Hub Ireland. And the reason I say the Hub Ireland... (laughs) I cannot praise the people in the Hub Ireland, though. I really can't. These people deserve a medal. Um, they work tirelessly on behalf of so many families right around the country. All of those, everybody in the country needs to know that the hub exists because they work for free. Now, we do know that there's court charges and uh, documents have to be paid for another. But the, the work, the, the hub actually do their work for free. Um, and so they have, they have to be praised for that. Now, I would also like to welcome... Everyone that's here from charities such as SOSAC, that's a suicide awareness charity, from the St. Vincent de Paul, and any other charities that may be represented here today. I have... Is there any member of the church here? I invited members of the church as well because I think that these people are getting Westcott free as well. Some people may not agree with what I'm saying, but it's very easy for these people to stand up at an altar and preach on a Sunday, but they're ignoring their own I would also like to welcome the other groups here from the National Land League and uh, from the different locations throughout the country, uh, from the Anti-Eviction Task Force, from the HUB, from Lay Litigation Ireland, and from the other groups. I know that we have people here from Kerry as well. Um, We have people from Waterford. We have people from all over the country. I would like to welcome every one of those people. And as I said, again, we need this publicised. The media can help us to do this if we actually work together we can achieve an awful lot and we don't have to go out shouting and roaring and marching we can do this we can actually get the government to listen next Wednesday these people are sitting down to try to elect a Taoiseach and to form a government they more than likely won't because they're playing silly games more than likely we're going to end up with another election that's going to happen but as far as I'm concerned what we need to happen and this is my little piece what we need to happen is we need this government To introduce legislation, emergency legislation if necessary, which will force the banks into sitting down on people, engaging with them fairly and finding a fair and sustainable solution for every homeowner, small to medium business owner and small to medium farm owner in the country. That in itself will allow half of the population to begin spending again. That in itself will create more local jobs, that will lead to more people paying more taxes to fund our essential services, we have—we are run by the banks. The government, uh, this country, is run by the banks. We have had two successively weak governments. We don't need a third one. Now, one particular story that I'm just going to tell you before I'm going to ask somebody else to speak. Of all the many stories that I've heard while visiting these evasion courts, one story still sticks with me because I was talking to a lady. Outside the court, in Tullamore, having been there, she told me, "No, this, this—it was like talking to an empty shell. She was gone. I mean, she just, she just couldn't listen. She was Tears were rolling down her face. She was shaking. She was in the court because she had um, been advised by a solicitor to put down the bankruptcy road. She had to raise four thousand euros for that. In order to do that, the first thing they did was they sold the cooker out of the house. Then they sold all of the furniture besides the beds. And the next thing they did was they." took all of the radiators off the walls and they sold those, raised the 4,000 euros, uh, euros and they were in court that day to give the keys back to the bank. They a 14 year old daughter, the 14 year old daughter knew that mummy and daddy had sold the house was waiting to move into the, their new house, but the plan was that they would move into their car they are now living in a car in a secluded place outside Tullamore another gentleman is living in, in, in a in a hut made from wooden pallets, close enough to the same place. I do know where there are people living in tents under trees. That's all around Tullamore. So this is all around us. Anyway, one one particular gentleman did offer to actually talk about his own circumstances. His name is David McCormick. Is, is David here?
2: Yeah.
4: Thanks, Ken, for allowing me this opportunity to tell about my personal circumstances, which took a big toll on me personally and my wife, and my family. Basically, I worked in the construction game was a tower crane operator, I mean than 13 years a day. And, and, and um, my wife works full time as well in the local hospital here, in the things. And um, we got a mortgage in 2005, late <coughs> in the night, the here. Speak be a clinical and how this arising and, medicine, and, medicine, and medicine, quickly. And uh, I got into the, the spoof at Berkeley like Iron and the establishment, as they're known. They telling everyone, get on the market now and you'll never get on. If you don't get on, you'll never get on. So I was 34, my wife was 34 years of age, I had two kids and um, I said, we may go now. And um, we did. I remember signing that And whatever you call it, buy that house, and something inside me is kicking and screaming and saying, What are you doing? And my wife, being the person she is, she's definitely, I'm definitely a half glass, half empty, and she's a glass half full, and she says, No, don't worry, she says, We'll manage. So the mortgage itself was pretty hefty, and um, we managed, we both worked hard, and we've headed, and we never missed a payment. 30th September 2008, the crash. I received the marching orders on the 7th of October, and naively, I said to myself, "I've a bit of experience in the building trade, and I know a few people, and I was getting redundancy money and stuff like that." I said, "I'll probably get that." That's same Christmas, I said, well "I'll I'll have a look. Come the New Year, I'll find something." By March of '09, I knew. Let's take it serious. This, like Dell and everything, stuff like that, you see that's popping out. Thousands of jobs have been lost in the country. And I says, Listen, I knew I was in trouble. Well, we had, all, we had negotiated with the bank interest only, but we were receiving letters all the whole time that this is only a temporary measure. Um, you will have to uh, pay your full payments soon. But every time we it was every three months we'd have to negotiate this and that carried on basically up until July twenty eleven. And it got to the stage that uh you might remember the time interest rates were going up and uh, we were paying interest on you and we got to the stage that we were struggling even to pay interest on you. So I decided uh, myself at that time I wasn't aware of I don't know the whole wireless like that or about or litigation or, or anything like that I was trying to do it on my own. So I came up with a solution like, What I received naively maybe, maybe was a solution where I could get every penny back to I nice the bank with a small little surplus and naively uh, thinking the that these people are, they may be bankers but they're, they're dealing They're like, what is, they're getting every penny back with a small surplus I this and they're surely going to do something for me me and my um, family and then no, I knew when I actually it was a lot of phone calls. I was available for phone calls the whole time, a lot of letters and stuff like that. We travelled up on the 25th of July anyway. In 2011, we had the face-to-face meeting, and I came out for that meeting. I knew. Yeah. I said, they're not going to do anything for us. And then I think it was around that period of time, shortly after, um, Fianna Agale decided to straighten the uh, beat of the bank side, And I knew then, listen, we were on our own. But we, Don't do something now as a people to stop this. Uh, Generations, you know, we're trying to and all that, they managed to do it, the landlords and all that, they managed to do it. If we can come together, maybe we can do something. We try to do it. I'm speaking for personal circumstances, I try to do it every morning. Absolutely not. Anyway, I lost the house and the types of Relax. We're now renting a mortgage and rents are only going one way and tomorrow they're up. So we don't know how long we're going to be able to even afford to pay the rents, but we're managing, we're trying to keep our head above water, we're trying to stay positive. Um, yes, yeah, so we had that face-to-face in uh, July 2011, we had another house again in January 2012 and again in January 2013. And there's no deal with these people. Absolutely no deal. They're not people, and my book, it's the bottom line for them. So, my advice from personal experience, if there's people here wondering what to do, would be to go to people like the Hope. Now, I have no experience with the because at the moment I'm looking down the line, I probably will have the experience, I probably will go see Catherine because I'm trying to look down the line of insolvency, but for my my feelings on that is there's a lot of sharks out there, and you look for money as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I've noticed that no formal education on that. So it's just me telling me that. And the people that are waiting to go to coffee for the first time would be be aware of sharks or ambulance chasers out there as well, because there's pigs going around and they're looking. They're going to be put your arm around you, telling you things like this, and you might be able to keep the house you might be able to get it right down come with me, don't go in there on your own beware of that as well because they're out there as well that's basically my story and I just hope that this country can come together and maybe we can look after each other thank you
1: Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, is there anybody else here that would like to tell their own personal story? Because this is the reason it is so hidden, because people, naturally enough, do not want to tell their own stories, and you might find this funny, but if people had a sexually transmitted disease, they would talk about that quicker than they would really <laughs> or issue stress, and that is
2: the fact. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, would, I would like to thank two people
1: again for coming at least showing themselves here first of all Martin O'Reilly he's a Sinn Féin councillor um, he's in Dangan in Offaly he's after coming in and also Sean Fleming TD from Biennale so thanks for coming we need more. now next on the list we have people from um, SOSAD that stands for Save Our Sons and Daughters they are somebody to me <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, we, save our sons and daughters they're a suicide awareness charity um, these ladies are I think they're from Tallmore we, we have who have we got we have Michelle and Mags here is Michelle here sorry
5: we've uh, an
1: honour TV here Kathleen Function Kathleen Function is here as well thank you very much
2: We me. applaud these politicians. They haven't done a thing for the people. When they get up off their arse and they
1: something, then applaud. Them. I, know, I know exactly what you're saying here, but we need these people to actually see what the problem is for themselves, because are politicians are ignorant. They need to open their eyes. Okay. They've ignored it.
5: The door, I get the, door, I go to the water.
1: <laughs> okay, um. i second that motion. Michelle? Okay,
6: thank you. Good afternoon,
1: everybody. I hope you
7: can hear me. I am not well versed on making speeches, or anything like that, so... I am nervous, so please bear with me if like, I'm all over the place. But anyway, I've written something and like, oh, I hope it's time to write. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. There? Okay. Probably oh, just as well, you didn't hear that yeah. Anyway, my name is Michelle. I'm from So we're to Save Our Sons mm-hmm. of the Dorset of Ireland. We have a number of offices around the country now at this stage in Drummond and Dog, Landman, Cabin, Carrigan Cross and Tonne Moore. The reason Suicide was, so was set up was because uh, Peter Mooney and his wife Valerie Boss had son to suicide who um, suffered from depression. He was a young man who suffered from depression and they had nowhere to turn to. There was no services available um, to, to reach out and help them. So it was during this time that the Mooney family recognised that they could have available services. Services which would be available after five o'clock. Services which would be available Saturdays and Sundays. Services that were available to you at 12 o'clock at night 3 o'clock in the morning. So Southside was born in 2007. (coughs) We, as counsellors and volunteers, have been called out at 11 and 12 o'clock at night to homes where somebody is feeling very low, very depressed, and people know where to turn and that there's just lack of motivation and frustration with life has just worn out. And I'll just give you an example of one lady. She works part time and like that we're under financial stress and pressures. She came to us at ten o'clock at night. There were three of us there with her that night. We held her hand, we made her tea, we made her coffee, and we talked to her. And we offered her to bring her to the GP services the next day and we offered every service that we could and she was not able. Her energy was spent. She had not been left to get to anybody. So, between the digs and the greens, we were afraid to let her out of our sight, for fear of what would happen. So the best we could offer her that night was we decided we'd be the in the engine, driving behind her so that she got home safe in one piece. And at the same time, we were terrified. What if? Once we knew she was safely in her driveway, we knew her partner was there to support her and to give her that extra support that she needed at that point. We also knew she was safe. We had put a safe plan in place to assist her whenever she was. And <coughs> like I said, we were already able to supply. And thankfully she didn't need to come back to us. She continues to work, she's had a brighter uh, in her head what she wanted and how she was going to go about it. She was able to unravel a few difficulties on her own. So because of what we gave her that night, and what we gave her was hope. And we all hope for a better day, better future, better life. And not just for ourselves today, but for our children and generations to come generations before us, our forefathers gave us at home so we now give it back so how does this come about? we do this by reaching out to others and it's not the grand gestures it's the small things that matter letting you know you're going to be okay letting you know you're going to get through this and you might be thinking what does she know standing up there I, too, was in a similar situation to you not so long ago. I, too, could not pay my mortgage. I'm a single parent, and I had two children in college. And I fought back. I fought back for my home. I fought back for my family because I said, I deserve this. I've been working babysitting since I was 14 years of age. I've paid my chances, and I've paid my dues. And I said, I'm fighting back now. I'm back on the door again, but I have to take out 135 euros out of my 188 euros every week for my mortgage again. I cannot claim for my daughter because I have to wait 186 days before I can claim for her. But I will not allow my money to be taken from me. I can't no. hard organization and relies on imaginal fundraisers to keep our doors open. Our councillors, fundraisers, office staff to give all the time voluntary. Sorry now I'm just I was rewriting the speech because I wasn't like it several times. We have left. yet we have left cards and phone numbers over here beside the donations bucket. Please take one. Keep it in your purse, wallet. You may not need it, but you may know somebody who does. Right? We sit with you. We talk with you. We hold your hand. We make teas, cups, coffees. We're not going to solve your problems. We will help you find a solution to those problems. We will unravel them. We iron things out. And are not so muddled up sometimes we get so confused and frustrated that we think there is nowhere to turn there is nobody there to help us but we, so sad are so hopefully you will never need it but if you do, or a family member or a friend does, all you have to do is call we will be there you've got a friend in us and I've just written down here, are Acts of random kindness goes a long, long way. Thank you. Um,
1: We also have Billy Fitzpatrick from the Saint Vincent de Paul.
3: Good evening, everyone. I know if I do half as good as Michelle I'll be doing well can everybody hear me here? (coughs) right my name is Billy Fitzpatrick and I'm here to represent the Society of St Vincent de Paul Portage I suppose firstly I'd like to thank Ken for extending the invite to speak here on our works Uh, we're a group of 10 volunteers here in Portage who give their time free to assist people and families that are finding it difficult to cope with situations that have been visited on them by the downturn in our economy I suppose our 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 aim in the Vincent Hall is to feed, heat, and float people that seek our assistance. By helping in situations like this, we free up some of their income to pay for other bills that have occurred. All of our work is carried out in the strictest and most confidential manner, so as we respect the dignity of the people that request our assistance. Of late, I suppose in the last year we've been dealing, for one of better word, the new poor. People who are struggling on low incomes and trying their utmost to put food on the tables for their families. Uh, I suppose we in Portage, we cover each area only, Portage. But I must also stress that I can facilitate anyone outside the, the town or county with confidential telephone numbers uh, that you can ring and... They will help you. I've got some business cards here with me and I've left them over here so feel free to take one and you can phone it if you feel you need to phone and we can speak to you in total confidence. Um, just before I chose, I'm not a great speaker but I said I keep it very brief. <laughs> just before I close, I would also like to say I'm also, I, I wear two hats actually. I'm involved with, I'm a volunteer also with the Path Group. Has anyone heard of the Path Group before, uh, we deal with it's uh, support action to homelessness. We go to Dublin each Saturday night and feed approximately 90 people on the streets of Dublin. Uh, these people are not just from Dublin, they're from all counties, including Portage. People that have fallen hard times through no fault of their own. A lot of these people move to the city for anonymity and services are better there, of course. Uh, we meet parents and children that have been stay in hotels because they're homeless and have no access to facilities during the day so we feed them also and share with them and listen to them so between St Vincent, Paul and Pat I suppose I could say I'm, I'm very well versed on <laughs> dealing with people and sharing with people and listening listening is the key word I think so it puts all our everyday needs in perspective I think so that's my last. but feel free to take a car there if
2: you want to read it or whatever, contact me. Okay, thank you.
8: Uh,
3: thank uh, uh, oh, you. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Thank just oh,
2: just you. Thank you. I want to come out with a little bit, Ken? Come out from behind there. <laughs> <laughs>
9: you know,
2: and just how oh, you look at me. No smiling, though. It's not a happy yeah. <laughs> image. <not sure. laughs> <And then, yeah.
3: laughs> Thanks very much, man. No, you nice. can't <laughs> get that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thanks very much, No
1: Now, folks, I know that there is anger in the room towards possibly T D, but we have to respect the fact that Four of them did come along to listen to what we have to say. Four out of 158, that means they well over 150. Don't give a damn relief of this situation. And I have to stress again, now that the four PDs and the county council are here, that how people are feeling. There are 100,000 people officially in mortgage distress in this country. There are estimated 200,000 families who are on the verge of going into mortgage distress. Average that out between three or four people... Per family, we're looking at a million people in this country who have nothing to spend. They are either in poverty or on the verge of poverty. We have had two successive governments, weak, compromised governments, who have put us all into this situation by forcing us to bail out these gambling banks, gambling bondholders, and forcing us to pay the debts of developers and speculators. We need this government to actually force the banks whether it be necessary to emergency legislation, to force the banks into finding a fair and sustainable solution for every homeowner, every small to medium farmer, and every small to medium business. Many of these people are going to be closing their doors shortly if nothing is done. Homelessness and the eviction crisis are two different things. We hear about homelessness, it's a desperate crisis, but we hear nothing about the eviction crisis, which is leading to more and more people every single day taking their own lives. This is a desperate crisis. Something must be done, and it's up to our TDs to do that, and they must do that while they're negotiating their program to go into another government. Anyway. next person on, on the list is is Byron Jenkins. Is, is Byron here from the Hub? <laughs> Good afternoon,
8: one. Um, I think most people here know the Hub, uh, know what we stand for, and know what we do. So there's <coughs> a little point in going into that. But. Um, Let's go on to the sort of homelessness crisis. Um, I'd like to talk about the, uh, the seven-day letter. Okay? And, uh, most people get these seven-day letters. So if you open them, there, they're horrendous. you have got seven days to get out or pay the arrears. And I think that's when everyone sort of goes into a complete meltdown. But let me assure you that's not the end of it. That's the start of it. Um, we got our seven-day letter eight years ago. you get your seven day letter um, they give you an invite uh, to the courts um, at the moment even if they served you today tomorrow um, your first in court will be in six months time at least because that's how busy the courts are um, your first visit to the court because they brought in the uh, 2014 uh, 2013 eviction bill okay it has to be adjourned for a minimum of two months okay so just uh, get the clock going how long we're talking about before um, the, the, um, the, uh, the Germans you get at the moment are roughly six months so we're already in well over a year and you're not even in the core system yet you know? but then with the likes of themselves, other groups that are out there we then start to attack the banks okay, and we start getting our affidavits and we say there's a lot and we put in our own affidavits and you get a German and normally it's the banks that are actually looking for the Germans because we're taking the fight forward they can't handle it. Their paperwork is most times completely wrong, robo-signed, and absolutely rubbish. And we actually point out it's rubbish. You know? So the clock is ticking, you know, and like I said, we got served um, eight years ago. Um, we're, we're back in the courts now. We're in our, the High Court 15 times in five years. Now we're back in the Circuit Court. I can't actually wait. I literally cannot wait. We were in nice two or three weeks ago, and basically they shut us down because they didn't want me talking. Happy days during the We have between five and ten families a day that come down the hub, five days a week, every one of them goes out with a different attitude. You know, they go out positive. They know they know where they're going and what they can do. You know. People are not stupid, people are not ignorant, they just need direction, and that's really what the hub does. This is the direction, this is where you'll be, and this is where you can take the fight forward. And that's that's what we do, you know. We don't give advice, uh, we give help. Uh, We give assistance, okay? Because even if, you know, the um, advice is going, it's being taken down because basically most people are trying to give advice, you know. Um, I think that's really about all I need to say. The wife gives. Keeps... <laughs> <laughs> Not very <good> talking. <laughs> that's it. Um, we're free. We're free. we yeah, yeah. no, um, We work yeah, on donations. Yeah, um, yeah. Our, our, sort of, the travel is covered, but that's it. You know, uh, I'm personally doing it because I love doing what I'm doing, and the I think wife gives. My students there, and everybody that comes down enjoys their job. <laughs> it is a job. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thanks very much, Byron.
1: And the next person here on the list is BJ Armstrong from the anti ant. eviction Task Force. Sorry. That's good, uh, You're a little
10: hero. Guys, um, uh, I'm from Tipperary originally. Uh, don't have any major issues myself with the banks, other than they're showing crooks and gangsters. I'd be a little bit more. Uh, Volatile, I guess, because I see the legal system is stacked against the people of this country. When your T-shirt gets up and says, that you're blamed, "When your T-shirt that you depend on, you depend on this guy, and you pay his wages, and he turns around and blames you for the likes of David Drum's actions and Charlie Fitzpatrick's. They should have left him in America, where he would have served his sentence. And like Byron said to me, he'd probably get a job in the shadow." When he comes back here. This is is the hypocrisy that goes on in this country, you know. I have no doubt in my heart that the judges and the political system are up to their tits, for the want of a better word, in corruption in this country. They're not paying the price. They're not paying the price. They're introducing taxes, water taxes, water charges, every sort of a tax, bedroom taxes, you name it, is going to be coming at us to pay out these debts. And we are not able for it as a people in this country, a small island, and we're struggling. We not everybody went out and lives in a $300,000 house. We are inundated with desperation from broken marriages in the AT. every night. This morning I looked at it and I had seven messages in the AT that I will have to send to Byron, the Phoenix Project, or send them on to Brian, who's doing absolutely amazing work down in Kerry for I can only do so much, but I will not, as an Irish individual an Irish person, let history be repeated in this country, where I will stand by and see children and women our homes, by thugs in Balaklaipasek like, where we are hired by couriers coming here from Poland and different countries and our own inbred Irish thugs who will pull our families out of homes I will not allow that to happen yeah. I am just one guy I'm no hard man, I can assure you. And the reason I'm no hard man is because the anti-eviction task force is actually made up out of 90% of banana Heron. Yeah. <laughs> These, are the women. These are the women that can do the emails. These are the women that can send out the notices to the politicians. I really, I gave up. I come from a strong Fianna Fáil background. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it because my father loved it. Uh, I say it'd be damn ashamed of it today, but he loved it and that's good enough for me and I won't apologise anybody for it but I grew up reading Danbury and loving my Irish history and I've seen the old things about people with their pitchforks and Ben Gilroy said it at the first eviction I've no idea it's that long ago that we've been at this I've seen it where Ben turned around and said we're not fighting you with pitchforks anymore and that sheriff turned around and walked away that day. Well, he's the first of many sheriffs, and he's the, many, the first of many security cameras lads with their ballot and their annexations will not be allowed to go into farms. They will be turned away, and they'll be turned away by you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a few t-shirts for the anti Task Force, because I'm working. Hey, I'm one of the lucky people in the country. I have a job. Uh, so I went to the union this morning, got a few t-shirts printed up for the anti-vision task force, and I want people to maybe come and give me five euros for them. And um, I want to build a resistance in this country, a physical resistance, because I'm not pander to politicians. I'm not going to pander to judges, because they are not in our company any longer as far as I'm concerned. It's up to the people in this country. I'm delighted to see Connor Pope here. Conor would know me from Adam. I recognize him though. But uh, because he handed back a book to Con Darcy, which went on social media in the last couple of days. And I asked Conor and he told me why he'd done it. And I accepted and I applaud him because I admire honesty. It's the one thing I've ever asked from anybody, the anti eviction task force movement. I don't want to see any infighting in social media. Because this has consumed my life. And I could walk away from this tomorrow and not bother my backside with any of this anymore because it doesn't necessarily affect me. But I'm not that sort of person, you know? But I admire honesty. And I admire people when I say something to them and they say it to me at face value and they will say, listen, Peter, you're so-and-so. That's fair enough. You've every right to say that. And maybe I might say the same about you. But I'll be the first one to shake your hand at the end of the day and say, listen, we're all on the same team here. We're all the same team. We're all trying to look after one another and that's what the Anti-Eviction Task Force is about. There's there's an Anti-Eviction Task Force now set up in every county in Ireland. It's not set up because of me. I'm nobody. I'm not the Anti-Eviction Task Force. You are the Anti-Eviction Task Force. There's a page there on social media. The Anti-Eviction Task Force has a name built up. Come to me and say, listen, give me the Dublin Anti-Eviction Task Force so I can build a resistance in Dublin. Give me the Dublin Gaul one. Give me the Zipariah one. Give me the capital one. Go and build your own resistance in your own parishes and your own towns. And when 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 the eviction order comes, get the people off their backside and get to come out there and protect their neighbours and put the skids under these scumbags that come down and I think they because they can take the over <laughs> so, and cool down and have cold So listen, that's it. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'm a bit emotional because it's good, it's good to see the community spirit you know, I don't want to be here I, I don't know a lot of you guys and a lot of you I've got to know over the years and uh, it's good and I've met some brilliant friends and i have friends for life out of this tragedy that's
8: it thank you very much PJ um, no, the PJ mentioned one
1: of the uh, media people that's here, again I have to say that we do need media attention because we're not getting it here, now the Claire live program, they want to do a program on this live on TV, I know that many people do not trust the media in so far as live TV or as films TV because they're afraid of what might be edited, but this is a live program now either, they will either do it tomorrow night, or sorry Monday night, this coming Monday night, or the following Monday night So if anybody is prepared to come along and tell their own stories, you can just contact me via Facebook or my email address, or you can give me a call on my phone. I can most of you have my my, my telephone number there. i leave some of my cards there. But we need people to actually come along and be prepared to tell their own stories. The people that actually do come out and tell their own stories, those are the real heroes, as far as I'm concerned. Those are the real heroes. Those are the people who are going to get this ball moving. In helping us to resolve this massive, major, huge, desperate crisis, so I would appeal to people: just contact me, and we can get on live TV, RTE television, on prime time television, and, and, and tell the story about this. So, uh, ne- next on the list here is Kira from Gairidheal you.
11: My name is Kira Rusjesko. I'm a barrister of great Education Orient. Um, before I'm shot in public for openly admitting I'm a barrister, um, <laughs> I am not a member of the law library. Um, I <laughs> like... And I have to say on a daily basis I am shocked, appalled and sickened by what I see happening in court. The first thing what I'm going to say to you folks is a little, just a few notes about how you deal with the court system okay? and how you cope with it the first thing you need to remember is nobody will tell your story like you you take control of your story you learn to know your facts and you fight back you stay in your homes you do not go bankrupt you do not hand back the keys so I'm going to say that again you stay in your homes and you tell them, no. And how do you do that? You get your information and you fight them back. You fight them back in court, you get your proper information, you get your documentation in order, and you go in and you stand tall, you stand proud, and you keep your home. And that's really important. Now, how do you do that? Byron has pointed out the what happens when you get a letter. Okay. The first step is their attempt to correspond with you to bring you into court. The letter is about as misleading and as horrendously worded as possible. You're invited to come in, as Byron pointed out. Now here's the important thing. It's on consent. So you don't show up. You have fundamentally said, here are ads, here's my house. You know anybody facing trouble in the courts, you tell them they show up it is so disheartening and I spent a lot of my time sitting in courts in the last three weeks I have been in Mead, Roscommon Waterford Dublin, Carlow Um, I'm actually from Carlow I'm from up the road Um, and a variety of different places and I want to sit back and I want to cry when I see the the names of the, the parties called out and no one stands up you have, on consent just give them back your home. So you know anyone in trouble, you tell them to come to a group, you tell them to get help, but in the name of God you show up in court, folks. Alright? Now, what I want to also say to anybody is, from what I've seen in court in the last few weeks, is this. Um, I would suggest if you're in trouble, you try and engage with the bank. Try and write to them, talk to them. Don't do it by phone. Okay? We have one client in to us, um, and we deal both with with home loans or family homes, and we do a lot of work with receivers and the funds that you get people from businesses and the scumbags that we all know and love who I shall and <coughs> who shall remain nameless here. Um, and yeah. um, what you need to do is you don't don't, don't make a phone call. We we have really one case where a person was told on a phone why the receiver? Yes, we're going to give you back at home. So we did what's known as a data request, which everyone's entitled to do and it's the first thing I'd say to you all to do. You write into the bank and you tell them, pursuant to legislation, you want everything they have on you. Every piece of information, every document, and very importantly you put in, including chat notes. And including chat notes are actually telephone conversations. Now, we all know how this one's going to work there's been a pretty good conversation about something on the phone, damn right they're not going to get to you. Like our client who asked the receiver, we actually said to him, can we have a note please of the telephone conversation of whatever it was, 27th of June 2014. Oops, the bank lost it. So folks, no telephone conversations, all in writing. You ask for your original documentation. You go and you examine your original documentation. Make sure there's a valid contract. Make sure the parties are defined. And that's how you're looking at fighting the third parties who are involved in the mortgages. And obviously we all <coughs> know what we're talking about there. I would say to people who are in distress or getting into distress, and this is from what I've seen in court, if you can pay something, pay something. And that's really important. I have seen about five county registrars in the last couple of months stating very clearly that if people or if people are paying something and I'm not talking about the full mortgage obviously because I mean you wouldn't be in this situation, I'm talking about something. That if people are negotiating and talking to the bank, it ties the hand of the county <coughs> registrar. And that's exactly what you want. I think the phrase of County Reg in Dublin News last week was progressive involvement, i.e. we're chatting. What she typically did that day was when she noticed that people weren't talking she gave a long adjournment and put it back in for mention. For mention means we'll just keep an eye on this, go back in in six months. Okay. So anybody who's in trouble write to the bank please. Tell them you want to sit down and you want to amicably sort it out. Ask for all your data. You do a data request, you can go into the website, the datacommissioners.ie, I think I'll double check that, you put in a fee of €6.35 and you write off looking for your files. Unfortunately it takes 40 days. I'm rest assured if it will take them 40 days. i are not going to give it to you in 10 because I don't like giving it out. You may well actually have to go back to them in 40 days or you may, may well have to report the bank to the data protection people as we do frequently you then get your information and you take control of your story and, it, and you just decide you're going to fight them back because what's really, really important as I started off by saying today no one can tell your story like yourself I know it's scary I know it's horrible the courts are stacked against the elitment I have seen it and like I said at the start I have seen stories that have actually made me feel ill about how people treat in court but the key to all this and and I suppose it's a phrase, I don't mean to sound all old when I say it, but it's very important to become empowered. And to become empowered means you're getting your own knowledge and your own case together. And you know your own story. And you just attempt, and that will help to maybe stop the bank intimidating people. But the message, folks, is very strong. If you know anybody in trouble, please stay in your home and you fight the bank. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much.
1: you, Kira. Just in case people don't realise it, there are a huge amount of families in these repossession courts every single day. Next Monday morning, um, there are 177 families before the eviction courts in Dublin, Nina, Limerick, Waterford, Colomore, Dundalk and Cork. Now I do see people around here that accompany me to every single one of these vile eviction courts in Tullamore and we will be there again to talk to people and give them help and support and we, we need to have that sort of support in all of the courts throughout the country. Last Monday week, just in one day, last Monday week, there were 679 families before the eviction courts. Can you imagine that? This, uh, multiply that by three or four, now you have the size of a, the population of a small town facing eviction in one bloody day, while well, nothing is said about it in the media. Our politicians don't, they don't want to know, they'll talk about homelessness, they'll talk about everything else, they'll talk about fiscal space, they don't want to talk about evictions. But anyway, I do see here in the audience um, we have Jerry Loftus from the Irish Natura Hill Farmers Association, we have Austin Byrne The right to homes. We have Conor Hogan down there. We have Brian McCarthy from Kerry. We have Dermot Morgan. uh, 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 Sorry, Dermot Murphy.
12: (laughs) 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 Dermot Murphy with with Sandra (laughs) Daly from
1: the Westmead group or uh, 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 Hope. Now these people are very active. And well done. Them. They deserve huge praise as well. They're well. <laughs> no, we also have Paul, Paul Scanner from the National Land League as well. Now, if any of these people would like to talk for a couple of minutes, because we don't want to, as I said, make this a talking shop. We want to come up with solutions. Sorry.
7: I've been working on... Hang on yeah,
1: Sorry, we'll get this mic on to you. Sorry, no. Hi, my name's is Costell, I'm from Westport.
2: Now, uh, I've taken another approach on all of this from uh, the Register's Court of Casabar, which is one of the toughest in the country. Uh, we put a public notice together that went around the country there uh, with lodged on the twenty first of april twenty fifteen. I've so discovered since that document that was another very important document documented on the eleventh of april twenty fifteen by the Pope. Right? And it's the year of mercy, extraordinary mercy. Now in the two documents we have one that stating all the problems that are we're all a victim, the corruption and everything else. We'll pick up to 19 and 20 and I'd advise everyone to look at this document because this is a huge document for us all. 19 and 20 is all about corruption and law and look for death forgiveness. Now, I'm at something here that might sound off the wall to a lot of people but it's off the wall and gone. Byron might understand a bit of this because we went went Byron over the paper decree and we keep working on this and I'm on to this stage now at the moment that we made this document into a postal code, postal power by documenting it with stamps, signatures and that and we become the postal trust I'm planning to put this document in with this document, the paper decree done postal code I'm also notifying the Pope and the Cardinals and everything else with this or what we're doing and i am giving them three days to come back. Excuse me, not... is
1: this in relation to the the eviction mortgage crisis? No no, 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 this is... No, this no, That's no, what this meeting is for, has not not it. no, no, I'm sorry, We're not, we cannot not anything else we cannot spoken about here. No, 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 nothing, nothing else, no. sorry, please stop, no. Stop, no, stop. No, stop, no, please stop. This is to do it. Please stop. This is to do it. No, it's not, we know it's not, we know it's not hand back the mic please this is about mortgage this is what this meeting it is, this is about it's not it is. I, I, no, does th- yeah. any of these other, the, the people that I mentioned before there actually want to speak for a couple of minutes um, we have Conor Hogan Brian McCarthy, Dermot Murphy, Sandra Daly um, Jerry Loftus Austin Byrne Paul O'Scannon. Paul Oskanon O's. O's. Ken, Ken, sorry, in all due respect, we're all individuals here, we all have a say. I think this man should be now finished. Thank you. Yeah, I said, look, look, our meeting here, you see, so many of these meetings, you know, I, heard, I heard TTIP been mentioned today, I heard different people been mentioned today, we, we need to focus on the mortgage crisis, because the mortgage crisis needs to be dealt with. Well, okay, well, if you have something to say about the mortgage crisis, then please say it. But, but we all know, look, there are different people who have different... Um, Things to say about the pope. The pope has nothing to do with this. Uh, sorry, that's what right. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, what, what the plan is is to launch
2: these papers into the court, taking the court to asking them for debt forgiveness under all of this. That we all come in under this because we are the people of Ireland. We have been evicted for many years. This has to stop. This is what this is about. Nothing else. Lodging, no other agenda except for stopping what's going on and I believe strongly that this is coming from a higher being than we tend to know and view on that. Can I ask a question where are you talking about lodging? In it's registers court in Casabar. And, so. and is there a particular law that would be under? Well, we, we we have, so we run, have we've gone through processes over the last year on this to get this stuff into, into the courts. I've been picked up and thrown out of the courts from from this. Now, what I'm trying to do here, really, is to try and see where we're going, how we're going, and to stop the evictions, to stop people coming into the court and being wiped out. And is that document available for us to read anywhere? Yeah, that's, on, that's been on the, line, that's been on the, on, on the internet for for last sure. year. Under what website? Um, I, I... It's it the motu proprio. It's a motu proprio. What it is, the Pope made a document in 2014. He states in the document that any barrister, or judge, uh, whatever solicitor, that done anything in the courts, known as wrong, got to jail, would be wrong and would be... And we
1: can the sorry, thank, thank you very much for that, and, I, and I'm sorry if I if look, I just thought that we, we don't want this to strain for us. Good afternoon, folks. Um, Great crowd.
13: It's great to see that many people here. And um, myself and Brian Riley are here from Rights Homes today. Um, I just, I'm sure most of you are familiar with me, maybe not maybe so much with Brian, but me from from different blogs and writings that I've done over the last several years. I've been involved deeply in debt issues with the banks. Um, I don't speak too much about it. I, it's, I, you know, I take the traditional Irish view that it's very personal which is not the right thing to do but I do Um, I'm okay at the moment I've made deals with the banks Uh, I've big issues to deal with in five years time when the deals that I currently have run out but that's five years from now Um, one of the speakers earlier on said that the best thing to do is to engage with the bank and i have to second that that if you don't engage well then you're out of the game you have to speak to the bank you have to write to them if you're talking to them and you're afraid that they're not going to acknowledge that conversation afterwards write a letter to them the next day and document the conversation you had the previous day on the phone and that's what's known as contemporaneous kind of notes and they stand up in the code so anyway that's just a little bit about me personally um, right to Homes is an organization that was set up originally as a funding platform to fund the constitutional challenge against the Land and the Law Reform Act of 2013. Um, it's, it's developed somewhat from then. The constitutional challenge is still alive. It is still going through the courts. It's a slow process, but it will come before the courts. Um, right to Homes itself has now Moved on from that, and it is a fully registered, not for profit, entity with uh, an application for charity status pending. Um, one of the areas that we're operating in is the modular homes area in relation to homelessness. We went along myself and Brian to the Expo last year in East Wall. Uh, that was put on by Dublin City Council and a number of uh, the different constructors of modular homes, and we were absolutely amazed at the quality of these homes, at the longevity of them, and about how quickly they could be a solution to the five, six, seven hundred families that are living in hotels today. And we moved along forward from that evening, and we went off on our own, and we put together funding. We put together consultants, engineers, and um, builders. And we made the offer last year to Thingol County Council to do an initial project to put 60 homes on the ground in Thingol. And that meeting turned out to be one of the most disingenuous meetings that any of us have been to. I've never experienced anything like it. We were accused of um, being political, which we're not. We were accused of "what's in it for you," Um, so that fell on deaf ears last year. But those 60 homes could have been on the ground in Fingal before Christmas, and it would have meant that 60 homes would have spent their Christmas in a home, or 60 families would have spent their Christmas in a home. It didn't happen, and nothing has happened since apart from 22 homes in Valley which are not modular they're not permanent, they're some kind of hybrid in between and they cost an astronomical amount of money astronomical amount of money and that's what Alan Kelly has to show for a modular homes initiative where he promised 500 homes and he delivered 22 6 months late and then, we recently upped our offer and we've written to every single local authority in Ireland and we upped our offer to put a thousand our homes on the ground all we need from a local authority is a piece of land for five years okay. that we can put these homes on, that's it we need their land we have everything else today we haven't, we've had some acknowledgements um, there are some discussions. We had a very good meeting with Dublin City Council last week. We're hoping to progress that. But in, in a situation where we have a national crisis and we have 1,500 children at ho- in, in hotel rooms, it's absolutely astounding that nobody will step up from <coughs> the local authorities or government and say, put these houses on the ground now. They, they, they're quoting EU procurement rules, which is absolutely ridiculous because there's no EU procurement involved in paying for a hotel every week for a family. So um, what we're hoping in the near future is to, is to put a one-pilot project on the ground. And <coughs> by the way, we don't agree with where modular of homes were put in Ballymore. We don't agree that uh, communities that are already challenged should have to deal with The homeless crisis as well. I'm from Ballymun originally. My family were one of the first tenants in the flats in Ballymun, and I'm very aware of why Ballymun failed. There was no community support, and the infrastructure was allowed to fall apart. That's the only reason Ballymun failed, and because they continually dumped people in there because they didn't want to deal with them. Regardless of what their issues were. So, to put modular homes in Moon or Finglas or any of the other so called disadvantaged areas is, is, is a recipe for disaster. Our model, and what we've asked Dublin City Council to look at, is small developments of six to eight units on infill sites in every single parish so that there aren't any so called ghettos created from modular homes. It's a five year project. And the five years should be used by the local <coughs> and government to build proper social housing. It's a short term measure. No
5: disrespect,
13: but should we not open the 970 that are lying empty at the moment? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: I, I agree. I agree with you
13: 100%, and I spoke. Oh, i nice. have not against providing
3: temporary accommodation, but these people are entitled to a
13: home. can I just put this in perspective a little? We offered 60 homes to Fingal County Council last year, and they said no. And they have 10,000 people on a, on a housing waiting list in Fingal alone. Yeah. So, a token gesture by us of a thousand homes—well, it seems a lot. It is only a token gesture but it is one token gesture and it's there to complement the efforts of everybody else, whether it's a local authority or any of the other charities that are involved and it's an, on a not-for-profit basis nobody makes any money out of this so that's just a little bit about the rates of homes, another gentleman had something to say I don't know if you want to say inside the area
5: where I live, there's 150 houses board up or broken windows yeah. and uh, stuff. Yeah, I spoke I spoke
13: actually with with, with Erica who was on uh U T V Live. Every City
5: Council at the moment, they give planning permission to take over the railway station. They didn't find one bit of artifacts inside in the or they going up in front of it. There to no They have plenty of money for private investors. Plenty of money. What's happening at the moment is that car insurance has gone up very high. Government going to force people to public transport. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, care. I understand
13: about the border of the homes and that's, that's one aspect, that's another complementary area that people money for
5: investors, for private investors. The railway station there was no need to do it up down there. But still they're actually spending more at ten million exactly
13: the money could have been used for don't have
5: to use. do up to a couple of hundred hours I yeah.
13: but <laughs> what, I would say, what I would say is that, that our efforts are in conjunction with all the other efforts that are going on and one of those that needs to be looked at very seriously by all the local authorities is the issue of what they call voids or boarded up homes that are not Let's being one used one more
9: thing, there's a
5: street that's been done in Limerick City the price that we did for it was 12 million to do it, William street <coughs> The bill went to over 30 million. it's going to about go three years. They made a bag of the job. It has to be taken up again. It's going to cost to on bones of about 50 million.
13: We, I, I understand what you're saying I and mean, you could probably wallpaper this room with accounts of, of money that's been yeah, spent on those every projects. Every council
2: in
5: the country, they're all big the Every yeah. council in the country. Yeah, Every country, the country of
13: but what, in the well, what I would say, and just one final thing because I know um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Mr. Fleming is here, TV from F- Fianna Fáil the only party, and I, and I have no love for Fianna Fáil, and let's not make any bones about this, I understand exactly what caused this problem we have in our country at the moment yeah, great. but, but uh, Daryl Green and Jack Chambers who are, uh, Fianna Council and Fianna TV in North County Dublin were instrumental in getting us a meeting with Fingal County Council. And, you know, the Fianna party has been the only party so far that have shown an interest in assisting us. And that's only a personal view. I, I understand they got and I acknowledge that. I'm not defending, I'm not defending Fianna
5: Nobody should be instrumental in getting a meeting. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely, but we couldn't have
5: got in the door without. Well, you don't owe them anything for that. All right, so
1: folks. It, 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 this, this is becoming a talking shop now. It's, okay. it's not where we're supposed to be going. Thanks for your time. Pa- pa- thanks very much. All. Thank you. Well, before anyone else speaks, no, I just please. want to. Now that we have some TDs here. I want to make a suggestion as to where this can actually go, whether people agree or not. But we have the four TDs here, we have the county councillor, or four or five TDs, whatever they are. I would like those people to actually make a commitment to us that they will raise this issue with their colleagues in the dog whether or not there is a government formed,
5: but that in four weeks...
2: To campaign. What I hear is you. might just say it. I personally, don't want to listen to these people. Yeah. We don't
1: want to hear. Them. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. i not. i not asking these people to say anything. They're, we're not I am asking: Will they speak to their colleagues, raise this issue? But not only that. To come back here to Portlaoise in one month from now and bring their colleagues with them. One hundred. So that is Saturday the 30th of April is everybody in agreement that we should ask these people to come back here and listen to what we have to say is anybody object to that Ken, you know what, yeah, I'm sorry I'm
6: really, really sorry, I'll stay quiet my name is Lee Dempsey. these people, you politicians back there, any of you who want to be a politician, it's your job to be yeah. here. It yeah. 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 is You get paid to be here. And you chose, just like a doctor chose to be a doctor, he doesn't yeah. have to be called doctor. I'll call him by his first name. His yeah. choice to be a doctor. His choice in his life. He deserves no praise for it.
12: Yeah. His choice.
6: Yeah. Our choice to be here. Our choice to fight. Now we've been on a hamster wheel for the past hour talking about what they are doing and what they say they're doing and what they say they're going to do. (laughs) They're going to do nothing. Don't you understand that we are the feces on their feet? And that is the way they view us. There there are houses out there that are empty. People need to get up off their arses. Start getting material. If you're a builder that's out of work, get some more builders that are out of work. Get into those houses. If the Gardaíes show up, you stand in front of them. And you look at them with the humanity and the heart that you have. That was given to you by your ancestors. That was given to you by the Celts. The Celts that fled the Roman Empire. The Pope himself. They came from there. That's where our genes are. They came from all over Europe and they rested on this precious piece of land. And this precious, precious precious piece of land is being raped. Room. I'm a sense person that's what I sense I sensed all your passion I sensed it all I sense your anger and most of all your anger at the politicians because we have got to get it out of our heads they are not here to help us they are here to serve corporations like Netflix they And I know this is not about water, but everything is connected. It's time now not to look at one right, dot. But it's to take that dot and connect it to the water. Take that water that's connected to the eviction. Take that water and connect it to the climate change. Now I know we don't have agree on that one, but that's
7: another one. <laughs> but
6: what I am saying, it's time. Politicians, could you stand up, please? I'm not giving you disrespect. Oh, stand stand up. Up. stand up. You're here. Stand up. You're here, and I appreciate that you're here. I do, I'm not giving any praise either because it is your job, it's your job, it's not your job to go in there and sit and chat about how your party can win this or win that or how we're going to swindle our votes and pass them here and pass them there. It's about us, here, I'm standing here, it's about my five year old son, yeah.
2: Yeah. it's about our land, it's about our water,
6: it's about our fishery, it's about our homes. So when I was a five year old child, I was sitting there and who came into my classroom on the Ulster Bank, they had a piggy bank for me they had a
2: ruler
6: they had a pencil case they had a rubber and they had my brain
2: yeah,
6: that's yeah. Yeah, and they got into every one of our brains and now after getting into your brain and convincing you yes my darling you deserve it go get your beauty back and yeah. <laughs> convincing you lads go on lads by jesus you have to get over there and scream for Ireland to the stadium but because that's the only thing worth it. No, it's not. Sport, bag, shoes, television. None of it is worth it. What's worth it is my child. And I want him to look at that land and be able to walk up the mountains and not have a post say, no trespassing. No trespassing. You kidding me? Our ancestors came here to save us from Rome. That fight didn't end a hundred years ago I mean last week they celebrated on the wrong day they had Dennis O'Brien the real king of Ireland Dennis the old chum and believe me I go back and forth to New York I know people in New York I know Regina was sitting right beside his fat ass right beside it talking about coming to Cork into the deprived areas reaping up all of the property taking it up sending it on for loads but you know what they're really doing lads they're helping you no they're not none of you, we've been on a hamster wheel here we've been talking over and over oh you know but they said they're going to do that and they said they're going to do they're not going to do anything you're going to do something yes <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Is it fair, now, I, know,
1: I know that some of the, some people here may have to go elsewhere. We were told that the meeting would last till five o'clock. It's now coming up to five o'clock. But is it fair on us? I'm not talking about our TDs. We are. We prepared to come back here in four weeks' time yeah. with every single TD that's here, and any of them that are not here don't deserve to have their job. We need this problem resolved. But what's more, we urgently, we, we urgently, we urgently need a moratorium. We need evictions stopped for a period of 18 months to two years. <laughs> We need it it stopped until the banks are forced to engage fairly with people and to find a fair and sustainable solution because of all the courts that I have gone to throughout the country and I've spoken to thousands of people not one person, not one not one person was unprepared to pay their mortgage everybody wants to pay their bloody mortgage nobody wants to be on the street nobody wants to live in a car nobody wants to think about having to, 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 to leave the country that's a simple fact <clears throat> now, I do not want to insult anybody here, and I'm not here to insult anybody here. But well, we have to come together because this is the most, this is the worst crisis that has ever hit this country, and it's the most hidden crisis. Now, there is no point in just talking anymore. Will these TDs come back in four weeks' time on the 30th of April when we can actually hear
0: them?
2: No, no, we have to give them that chance. We, we are either Fianna Fáil or Fianna, or Fianna We are sold out to Europe. We are robbed, raped. Yeah. the Let's the go, we, we are based and thrush in some of the because of the they're not They have chance
12: that they do
10: nothing. I just want to inform you on something. Back in the Anti-Eviction passport. ran an email from hell. We ran an email campaign to call for a motion to be brought to the door to stop all reconcessions and stop evictions. In 2013, I personally was rang the Hall of Martin, the Hall of McGrath, it fall, Michael Noonan, Brendan Howland, in the Kennedy's office, Alan Travers, I rang everyone who spoke to the secretaries, I told them they'd be receiving an email from the Anti-Eviction Task Force on the 4th of February, 2013. I'm sure this politician at the end of the hall got his email. And they ignored us. But I'll tell you what, 90,000 emails 90,000 emails were sent to politicians on that on that email. That's, that's a fair voting uh, population yeah. that actually followed our email and sent that email to every politician. What did they do? They ignored us. They the ignored us. David Norris got back to us, and Richard White Barish and Seamus city members of the technical group, where we went over and we met them. I'm holding it all and I swore to that day I just smell the corruption inside that building and I said, as long as I can be, I'll never set forth that building again. Our government is done. a dollar. Yeah. Well, the done. people and in this country that. have no faith in voting. They have no faith in
12: voting because they don't give their politicians. Here they are. Here
6: they are.
1: Folks, folks, look. In four weeks, we're back here. Will the politicians come back here in four weeks? Will you come back? You're going to speak. The politicians come back. I've been stressing for 14 here. There's 14 days. Will you come back in four
2: weeks'
9: time? Sorry. Would you like to say something? Yes, of course. Yeah, my name is Smur. This is my name. I'm an independent TD. I'm a Scottish-born. I wasn't in politics in 2013 just a general friend or of the 16 years to anybody. I don't have to be in politics because I have my own business at home and my own family that I can make a life for myself. I don't need the politics no more than the likes of Boxer or Sean or whoever to try and make things better. I stand in courts to help people that don't have solicitors like some other politicians. Not every one of us are scum. Not every one of us are bad. I have spent 10 years fighting the EU on a bog issue. We have stood the Borg We Borgs. Not so many people would stand beside us when the Galilee were trying to arrest us. But we fought it because it was our land. I believe there's ways and the solutions. But in front of every politician, I can tell you here and now, we not get anyone too far. People need to work together. Yes, there was wrongs done. But not every one of us are not concerned about you. We 50 to 60 miles today to be here. Some didn't do that. The boats go constantly harboring. That everyone one of us are above in a museum that's making our pockets richer. I'm not into that. I want the to say, We've no problem coming back, as I'm sure the others haven't. But the one thing we come back for is to help you not to get insulted, not be abused, because we're not into the theory, we're not into the situation of one throwing something at the other. I'm an Irishman. I try and help Irish people from that height to that height, And that's what we're about. So don't just throw it around and make a mockery of us. I stand for what's right. Excuse me. I stand for what's right. I, I work for what's right. We are right here at the moment, and actually mortgages did come up in the last week where we spoke about uh, inter, intergenerational mortgages, where we spoke about moratoriums. I'm one soldier. There, we are in the independent licensees and Boxer. Sean is here and, and, and uh, pattern is here functioning here Okay, you can call us whatever you want, but the one thing you will never solve it. Unless you get people on board to work together. And that's all I have to say, and thank you very much. House House,
12: House You think that the people here are England's people? No. The point of view is. Listen, listen, we listen, to
1: stop. We're not here to abuse anybody now. We're supposed to look, we're fighting a one battle here. If we can get these politicians to come back and talk to us, if it's not up to us to talk to them, we've done enough talking. They know the problem that we have. We need. We need a moratorium. Look, you're going to abuse these people. I know. I am, so the government. Government. I am no going to say at
12: least those people are going to abuse anybody. I want to make Taxes the point. I want to make the point. Why come a people in Ireland, as you said, in financial distress? The politician's role for the last 10 years and for the next 10 will be to get us out of this distress. Yes. And in a sense, corporations are coming in, yes. vulture funds, yes. buying up yes. every piece of property we have here we're we're going
6: our going our clothes, in Ireland. Politicians are our without our in the, in college, the
12: Our oil refinery in West Cork, on East Cork, is being sold, and the tax that you are collecting is going to pay those bunch of funds instead of staying here and helping the people, those 500,000 who are suffering. Get that message
9: clear to you. And you get got one message clear. There. there are we elect politicians that do give a damn, that do and yes. change They don't give a damn! They're not here! I'm ask the politicians one question. I'm from Kildare. I'm going to ask you
2: one question, right? I'm from Canada originally, by the way. Both The one question I'm going to say is uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, they changed the law in Ireland uh, to make it easier for the banks to take houses and property and farms from people. Now, the first stop is the conveyance, it's called the Conveyance Act. The first thing that should happen is that the politicians that are in there now should repeal that law, stop the... Here and from the various parties, you know, is they going to stand by here? the people, or are they going to just leave us swinging? Like yeah. They always do. Yeah. Okay. The politicians that are here are here yeah. because they care. That
6: they obviously yeah. yeah. care. And when yeah. I say that we're the shit on the boot you're the shit on the boot too. Whether you know it or not. Look, look. Let's
1: not abuse no. the people that actually came here. There's, there's, to there's 154 of them who didn't bother coming here. Yeah, up. and that's the one referring to I I want to refer to you. You have absolutely
6: nothing to do with it. You're only there to
12: give us
1: an
6: yeah, element of control. Exactly. And you are in a system that will right. not help you. And I know you're putting your heart and soul into so it. And you need to so care. Those
5: independents
6: that are out there, I've seen them, Ken is one of them. i see your heart, i see your soul. You're
7: going into a system that isn't there to support you. You're going into a system that is designed to support you. My name's Sophie, and I, I've been doing homeless work on a non-professional basis, Dr. Sears. And this man here knows me very well from the dog. As you took those photographs, we're going up and down to the dial for six years once a week every week on a non-professional, it's just higher think. Homelessness, okay? And I'm gonna ask you now one simple question. Alright? And then I'm gone, because I could I don't carry on with those rubbish at all. Okay. Will you and your colleagues bring a couple of us
6: into the doll and debate the homeless issue with us? Because we have loads of
7: Good stuff, you know that we can do to get this problem started out. But you don't listen to us for six years. You didn't listen to us now, and you know me well. And we've never been nasty. We've never insulted you. We've never done nothing. And you have taken loads of good rest for things. So I'm asking you, opposite all these people, will you let us into the door? To stop
2: the issue.
7: Will you answer
1: me? Look, folks, this, this is kind of turning into something that it shouldn't have turned into. One in chair. way, Chairman.
12: Sorry. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. My, name, my name is Kevin I'm a member of the Independent Lines, And the more than Michael like Fitzgerald I traveled a long way to be here today. And at least some people say that no, we'd like to be here. But i represent an awful majority of people throughout the whole of Ireland, not just known for me, but Chairman, in all fairness, if we're going to get a grip and trying to solve our problem, people shouting back at the politician that did you up, let's get a constructive meeting and see how we move forward it's very easy for people to say that Daurair is a place that smells that's an awful thing to say, it's an awful thing to say if you're trying to get a dramatic to get people working together, now Chairman, you called this meeting I've consistently heard you yourself shout that you're not having a go at people. Excuse me, but you are. I think, gentlemen, if you're you leading the speak right, you should go about how we solve the problem. The man there spoke about the modular homes, things like that. The man has spoken from home.
9: No. What no, not not you need to do? We're We're all back at us the whole time.
1: No, you're not, not right, you right not to know. In in all, in all, with all due respect, modular homes. And the eviction problem are two completely different
9: things. We, people in this country are half a million euros in debt, but they find themselves out of the house. I want
5: to keep my house. Yes, people want to keep their homes. What do you want to do about this? One?
1: Look folks, look, look, the only way we can actually deal with this is one hundred and fifty eight TVs will be invited back here again on the fifteenth on the thirtieth of april. We need a thousand people here, and we need the press here. We need publicity because so many people are going to take their own lives. There's no point in us fighting amongst each other. We have to do this together. We can only work together. We can only work together. So give these people we give them four
9: weeks
12: to bring their colleagues back here and to get and to tell us that they're going to make the banks stop the evictions happening for a period of maybe really months to two years. That's the only thing we can basically expect.
9: Uh, and from the and Insurance Association in the West of Ireland. Not quite talking about the organization now today, only briefly, there is an organization we set off about for about over a year ago, to represent ourselves, because we were being chaffed left right and since about a bigger family organization in this country. And we had to take the boat by the horns. And in just over a year, we have over 5,000 members. We recognition in the Department of government and recognition of Brussels. And I would appeal, the first thing I would appeal to people here today is to
12: please, we cannot
2: change the past.